Hello, how are you all doing today? Well, I hope. If you're on live and I don't see the number, say hello. Uh, if you're catching up, I'd also like to hear from you and say hello. All right. Um, great. You're great. Yes, of course. Great. Hey, hello, Anne-Marie. All right. We are in our restoration series. We talked about uh, church last Wednesday and yesterday. And uh, for me, this is um, kind of a wrap up, but you will get to hear some more about this on Friday from Angie. And so you're definitely going to want to be here as she kind of closes this topic out uh, for us in restoration. Um, I don't know, maybe not, maybe not closing it out, but uh, you get the idea. Um, moving on to the next topic, I guess, uh, because we have a sense that this is going to continue uh, this, this theme of, of restoration throughout the year. So, uh, so more, more for that. Yeah. You're the closer. You get to close it out. Okay. So yesterday we went, uh, we went off-roading uh, a little bit and, and it was, hi, John. It was, uh, it was good off-roading. It was relevant uh, to the topic. If you, if you missed it, go back and watch the video. Um, you even get to hear a little bit of John in there checking mics in the background. It's kind of funny. So uh, uh, yeah, there was uh there was off-roading yesterday, but I know there was a, a purpose there um, as God is, is retraining uh, us and, and setting us to, to rebuild. And so I, I know there was, there was purpose in that. And this is a topic when we talk about church restoration that can, can quickly and, and easily, <clears throat> excuse me, quickly and easily go into uh, berating people and, and uh, doing so for their misuse of, of position and uh, to manipulate and really control uh, people in a self-serving way. And, and that's not, um, that's not something I want to get into heavily there. However, um, I, I want to look at making sure that we stay away from that and, and on track with, with, uh, a focus on Jesus and, and, and a focus on the father and not looking at uh, anything else for a, a source of, of wisdom, of strength, of provision. Uh, nothing else comes uh, good out of looking away from, from that, uh, from Jesus for those things. And so um, I don't want to get into berating, but there is a form of control that takes place and, and even, an element of what you might call uh, manipulation, but um, in, in what it is we're doing, but this is overt. This isn't a hidden thing. Okay. This is, this is um, a desire because I want you to go deeper into your life with Holy spirit. I want you to uh, know oneness with Jesus better than, better than, you know, your way home. Uh, I, I want your intimacy with the, the father to run so deep um, that you're you're unable to turn your gaze away from him, right? That's what uh, we talk about when we're saying uh, control and, and manipulation. So we're not hiding the fact that we're trying to push you 
uh, into relationship uh, that I just described. Um, th this control, it's trying to get you to, to think carefully about what it is that's being presented to you. Uh, not just here in, in what you see with unedited life, but everything that's presented to you on, on social media, everything you see on TV, maybe that you listen to on a podcast. Uh, think carefully about these things uh, um, and, and take those thoughts captive. Uh, embrace the ones that are from God and, and execute the ones that aren't. Right? It's, it's getting into this intimacy that we want to continue to push you towards. So that's, we talk about control and manipulation that it's, it's really just a push. That's all it is. We want to push you towards Jesus more and more and more. Uh, and, and we want to, to, it's, it's not necessarily going to be done in a way that always seems nice either. Um, but we just want to push you towards that. So um, not trying to control what you think, but offer up how you can think. And we've talked about this at length um, in the past. And so uh, I wanted to bring that back around is, is when we talk a lot about restoration of the church, there is this immediate trigger in a lot of people that wants to um, uh, bring to the forefront of their mind the, the hurt that maybe they've in, encountered or endured uh with the church by some self-serving leader who isn't out to, to represent the kingdom and, and to push people towards Jesus, but to um, surround himself or, or herself, whatever, surround themselves with, with uh, um, a, a group that is focused on them, that they are, are discipling in that way. So um, we offer these things up because we don't want to tell you, what to think. We want to uh, help train you how to think. So I hope this is kind of making sense, but um, how you think it, it's a significant part of our lives uh, because we cause ourselves so much drama that isn't real, right? We will uh, make up conversations in our head, uh, invent scenarios that uh, are often high stakes, but uh, we, we go on from, from these thoughts, uh, from these creations and our, our, our imaginations and act as if they are real, like they've happened in reality. And, and we treat people um, in, in accordance with these, these uh, scenarios and thoughts we've invented. And it's just, it's not good. Uh, so much of these problems that we face in life are, are created in our own imaginations and they have no basis uh, in reality. Uh, outside of our thoughts. And, and I'm not casting stones on people because I do this too. And so um, I, I want to make sure that in the context of restoration, we are uh, able to take our thoughts captive, especially as those that relate to people and, and make them bow down to Jesus. Okay. This is, this is action that you can take today to start re restoring the church. And, and, um, and, and when I use the term church, I, I'm talking about the people. Okay. Um, not, not the building. I, I mean, the, the body of believers who are, are fragmented in denominations and, and um, 
and ideas to to be able to come together. This is this is what I'm I'm looking at and and talking about. And if we hope in any way to see restoration in the church, we have to be a voice for the kingdom, not a voice of self-interest. I, I just I can't stress that enough. Be a voice for the kingdom, not a voice for your own self-interest. So having said all that, and I know I've been on repeat the last week, especially as it relates to um, seeing what the father is doing, hearing what it is he's saying, and then mirroring that in your life. And that's really the point that I wanted to get to today is is being able to do that and, and use that as your your guide to follow along. And so uh, I'm going to read out of John 5, and we're going to read uh, verses 17 to, I think it's 47, to the end of the chapter. Uh, so let's jump into that, because I, I really want you to, to hear it from Jesus's mouth and and really take hold of this. Jesus answered his critics by saying, every day my father is at work and I will be too. This infuriated them and made them all the more eager to devise a plan to kill him. For not only did he break their Sabbath rules, but he called God my father, which made him equal to God. So this is coming on the backside of of a miracle performed by Jesus, uh, a, a healing that took place on the Sabbath and uh, he's answering his critics that God's at work every day. He's going to be too. He doesn't take a day off from, from seeing a need and, and fulfilling what, uh, what is needed there through a, a miracle out of the kingdom. And I love that, it, that it says for, for not only did he break their Sabbath rules, uh, he called himself my father. So it's not, um, the Sabbath as God intended it, it was the Sabbath that they uh, perverted it into as a work rather than a, a resting in God's provision. Now, verse 19, so Jesus said, I speak to you timeless truth. The son is not able to do anything from himself or through my own initiative. I only do the works that I see the father doing for the son does the same works as his father. Because the father loves his son so much, he always reveals to me everything that he is about to do. And you will all be amazed when he shows me even greater works than what you've seen so far. For just like the father has power to raise the dead, the son will raise the dead and give life to whomever he wants. This right here is something you can take hold of as, as knowing that you are going to be able to uh, see what the father's doing, hear what he's saying, uh, because the, uh, it says the, the father loves his son so much. He always reveals to me everything that he is about to do. And the the great part is, is that you were raised up from the dead with Jesus, placed inside of him and co-seated at the right hand of the father. You have access to see it, to hear it, to be a part of it.
that should uh, that should excite you, right? That that should ignite some some passion into you. All right, let's go on. Verse twenty two: The Father now judges no one, for He has given all of the authority to judge to the Son, so that the honor that belongs to the Father will now be shared with His Son. So if you refuse to honor the son, you are refusing to honor the father who sent him. I speak to you an eternal truth. If you embrace my message and believe in the one who sent me, you will never face condemnation. For in me, you have already passed from the realm of death into the realm of life. Let's keep going here. Uh, Verse 25. I speak to you eternal truth. Soon the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, and those who listen will arise with life. For the Father has given the Son the power to impart life, even as the Father imparts life. The Father has transferred to the Son the authority to judge, because he is the Son of Man. I love this, uh, that... Soon the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, and those who listen will arise with life. Just hearing Jesus' voice brings life. It brings you out of this this, uh, walking death into life, into the kingdom. Right? his, His voice awakens in you the reality of what he did for you on the cross. It's exciting. Very exciting. Uh, uh, verse uh, where we at? 28. So don't be amazed when I tell you these things, for there is a day coming when all who have ever died will hear my voice calling them back to life, and they will come out of their graves. Those who have done what is good will experience a resurrection to eternal life, and those who have practiced evil will taste the resurrection that brings them to condemnation. Nothing I do is from my own initiative, for as I hear the judgment passed by my Father, I execute judgment, and my judgments will be perfect, because I can do nothing on my own, except to fulfill the desires of my Father who sent me. Excuse me. Uh, Verse 31, for if I were to make claims about myself, you would have reasons to doubt, but there is another who bears witness on my behalf, and I know and what he testifies of me is true. You have sent messengers to John, and what he testifies about me is true. I have no need to be validated by men, but I'm saying these things so that you will believe and be rescued. John was a blazing, burning torch, and for a short time you basked in his light with great joy. But I can provide a more substantial proof of who I am that it exceeds John's testimony my miracles. These works, which the Father destined me to complete, they prove that the Father has sent me. And my Father himself, who gave me this mission, has also testified that I am his son. But you have never heard his voice nor seen his face, nor does his word truly live inside of you. For you refuse to believe in me or to embrace me as God's messenger." You are busy analyzing the scriptures, frantically poring over them in hopes of gaining eternal life. Everything you read points to me, yet you still refuse to come to me so I can so I can give you the life you are looking for, 
eternal life. It, it's so great to be able to just take this in and catch the fact that looking at Jesus is like looking at the Father. It's, it's the same thing. There's, there's no difference. There's no um, having to interpret uh, what Jesus is, is doing or saying uh, to say, okay, now, now how is that like the Father? It's the exact same thing. So seeing him, seeing Jesus, we're seeing the face of the Father. We're hearing his voice. And we can we can look, you know, Jesus talking to uh, the religious leaders of the time saying, you're busy analyzing the scriptures, frantically pouring over them in hopes of gaining eternal life. They, they, they missed the point uh, that the scriptures were pointing to. They were the, the scriptures were pointing towards Jesus, pointing towards eternal life. It wasn't found in there. It was found in it's found in Jesus. And, and we've got um, we have people still doing that even today, frantically pouring through the Bible, wanting to argue about uh, which translation is is the the one that needs to be used because it's the one that's most accurate to uh, the original and missing the point of, of what it is pointing them to. I talked about at the beginning of, about this, uh, this deep intimacy and real relationship that we're constantly pushing you towards. This is what it's all pointing to. It's all pointing to that. But I want you to be able to catch on to that and, and and know that trying to uh, uh, gain wisdom through Scripture apart from uh, oneness with Holy Spirit is just not gonna not gonna produce the fruit that it could. You may uh, glean something out of it and not realize that Holy Spirit is unlocking something for you because you are refusing to take the step into oneness and catch the rest of what that message is that he is trying to, to pour out through you. Okay. Verse 41. I do not accept the honor that comes from men for I know what kind of people you really are. And I can see that the love of God has found no home in you. I have come to represent my father Yet you refuse to embrace me in faith. But when someone comes in their own name and with their own agenda, you readily accept him. Of course, you're unable to believe in me. For you live for the praises of others and not for the praise that comes from the only true God. I won't be the one who accuses you before the Father. The one who will incriminate you is Moses the very one you claim to obey, the one in whom you trust. If you really believed what Moses has written, then you would embrace me. For Moses 
wrote about me. But since you do not believe what he wrote, no wonder you don't believe what I say. So interesting, right? Uh, if there is one thing that I would say uh, or ask you to, to focus on this week uh, or, or to consider maybe even try to, to challenge with, you know, and push you into this is to uh, step out of self-focus and start looking at the, the bigger info, bigger picture of influence that you willed. Right. That's, that's what we're, we're, we're talking about here, right? We're not talking about um, getting into intimacy for the sake of just you, right? You could, you could ask yourself the question, how have you been gifted uh, to partner with God in restoring the church. What actions is God showing you to take in this partnership? And do that. Listen to what the Father is telling you and what he's saying so you can say that. Look at the action that he's showing you taking and do that. There, there has to be a willingness there too. I have to remind myself of that. God was reminding me of that just as recent as yesterday morning. I'm going to show you what to do. I'm going to, sh- to tell you what to say. But there has to be a willingness to follow through with that and do it. Uh, it it's time that the, the church, um, us, the, the, the people, the body of Christ... Um, are, are sought out for solutions and offered uh, and offering up the power that's available to us again. We have to get back to that point of, of the ones who, who are being looked for because of the access that we have. And, and let me take that even a step farther, not just simply because of the, the access we have, the access that we are willing to go and lay hold of. You have all the access in the world. That's great. I I, I love that for us, but it, it doesn't do us any good if we aren't going and laying hold of it. If we aren't going and saying, this is what's needed in this situation. I'm taking this out of the kingdom and I am leveraging it and using it here because I know that's what the father's doing. So step out of self-focus, start looking at the bigger picture of influence. Um, You have access to all the solutions and the power of the kingdom of God. How are you using it this week? All right, that's all I'm going to say. I'm going to stop right there. How are you using your access this week? All right. Um, We'll see you Wednesday morning. Love you all. Bye.